And uh, it is times of uncertainty. And sometimes times of uncertainty can cause us to have a little fear. Uh, It can be scary at times. But I want you to know, saints, that we're going to make it. God said we're going to make it. And I'm reminded when the disciples and Jesus was in that boat, Jesus told them to get in the boat, we're going to the other side. And, uh, you, of course, we know they encountered a storm. But while they were going to the other side, no matter what happened, no matter what they went through, no matter how scared they got, they made it. Because Jesus said... We're going to the other side. I want you to know this morning uh, with good, great words of encouragement, not just words, but Jesus' words, his promises from his book, is that we're going to make it. And uh, no matter what we encounter down here, the Lord's with us, and we're going to make it. I'm interested in looking at a topic in the next couple of Sundays, actually, And I want to preach for a few moments with the help of the Lord on the subject, finding God in the midst of chaos. And did you know that the Lord, no matter what we're going through, sometimes even when we can't see Him, God is right there with us. And so if you have your Bibles there in your homes or wherever you may be, I want you to take your Bibles and turn with me to the book of Numbers, chapters 21. The book of Numbers, chapters 21. And as we read this passage of Scripture, I want you to think about where we're at today as we look at the children of Israel here as they were journeying through the wilderness. In Numbers, chapters 21, notice what the Bible says. And when the king Arad the Canaanite which dwelt in the south, heard tell that Israel came by the way of the spies. Then he fought against Israel and took some of them prisoners. And Israel vowed a vow unto the Lord and said, If thou wilt indeed deliver this people into my hand, then I will utterly destroy their cities." And the Lord hearkened to the voice of Israel. Boy, I like that right there. Aren't you glad that when we as God's children cry out to them, he'll hearken. His ears will perk up and he's listening to the voices of his children. And not only does he listen, but he'll deliver. And the Lord hearkened to the voice of Israel and delivered up the Canaanites and they utterly destroyed them and their cities and he called the name of the place Hormah which means complete destruction and they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to compass the land of Edom and the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. Now, I'm reminded right here that you and I, in the midst of what we're going through right now with this coronavirus, it is easy to get discouraged in the way. I mean, this thing has disrupted lives and, and it's changed things and And we're in a place of uncertainty where we really don't know what's going to happen. 
But I'm glad that even though it is times of uncertainty in the circumstances and situations that you and I are going through, I'm glad that we can be certain of the God who is in control of the circumstance and the situation. And aren't you glad, saints, that He'll give you and me what we need for this moment? And here the people of Israel were much discouraged because of the way. And the people, notice this, after the Lord delivered them, notice, and the people spake against God and against Moses, Wherefore have ye brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no bread, neither is there any water. And our soul loatheth this light bread. And the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people. And they bit the people, and much people of Israel died. Therefore the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned. For we have spoken against the Lord and against thee. Pray unto the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. And Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said unto Moses, Make thee a fiery serpent, and set it on a pole, and it shall come to pass that every one that is bitten, when he looketh upon it, shall live. And Moses made a serpent of brass and put it upon a pole. And it came to pass that if a serpent had bitten any man, when he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived. Man, what do we see right here? I mean, it can remind you and me so much of what we're going through today. Now, here the people of God are traveling through a wilderness. And they have the promised land in sight. They've just left Egypt. They're going by way through the wilderness. And I got to thinking about something right here. If there's ever been a time where the people of God were in a wilderness, not only here in our text as the children of Israel were journeying from Egypt to the promised land, yet they had not made it there. They had to stay in the wilderness for a while. It is in this day and time in which we live, you and I are finding ourselves in a wilderness. And the problem with the wilderness is that in a wilderness there is no direction. In a wilderness there are no highways. In a wilderness there is no street signs. In a wilderness there is no, there is no street lights. Why it's in a wilderness that there's no path. I mean if you make a wrong turn you can go anywhere. For it's in a wilderness that it is a place of uncertainty. And here you and I find ourselves in a wilderness. I mean it's seems like a time of uncertainty. It seems like that there's no direction. It seems like sometimes we're confused and we're lost. But I want you to know here that it's in a wilderness that even though we don't have streets to guide us and sometimes it feels like that we don't have no guardrails to protect us, I'm 
glad that we have guidance as God's children. I'm glad that we have direction as God's children. I'm glad that we have strength as God's children. I'm glad that we have peace as God's children. I'm glad that we have joy as God's children. I'm glad that we can find rest as God's children. I'm glad that we can lean on the Lord when we're in a wilderness like we're in today. And I'm glad that you and I can lift up the blood-stained banner of the cross that no matter what comes our way, you and I are living in victory. And Jesus said we're going to make it. And I'm glad heaven is in view. I mean the world may get dark and it may seem hopeless in the world, but you and I have hope as God's children because Jesus lives in you and me. And man, I'm telling you, that's what's going to help us to get through this. As each day we wake up, the Lord is with you and me. And you see, right now our nation is in a wilderness, a place of uncertainty. But the Bible said that with the promised land in sight, I want you to notice what happened to the children of Israel. The Bible said that they were attacked by the Canaanites. The Israelites had to fight in the wilderness. Can I ask you a question this morning? Have you ever had to fight in the wilderness? I mean, it's then that they came in the wilderness and they attacked the children of Israel. Can I just say right here that our conquest or the journey that you and I are in down here as we're making our way to heaven, I I want you to know that the conflicts are not going to stop and wait for the experiences of life to be over before it comes to get you and me. Conflicts can come at any given moment. And I here we find that the Canaanites attacked at their vulnerable moment. And did, can I just say that the enemy will attack you and me when we're most vulnerable. He'll attack you and me when our faith is weak. He'll attack you and me when we're not grounded in the Word. He'll attack you and me when we take our eyes off of the Lord. He'll attack you and me at our vulnerable moment. And here the Israelites had to fight while they were in the wilderness. But I want you to notice here that when we see the Israelites as they're traveling... The conflict came when the Israelites, before they could get where they were trying to go, here comes the Canaanites. Here comes the enemy. Now, can I just say right here that I'm glad as we look at these things and we see where we're at right now, I just want to say right here that right in the middle of unrest, right in the middle of uncertainty, 
right in the middle of chaos right in the middle of the fire right in the middle of the storm aren't you glad that we have a God who will get right in the mess with us I'm glad that God will get right there in the middle of the storm right with you and me he'll get right in the middle of the fire with us he'll get right in the middle of it all let me just say saints God's not going to wait till everything settles down or it's over or straightened out God is with us every step of the way all the way through it he didn't leave us when this coronavirus started none of this has taken God by surprise and God's going to get the glory through all of it I want you to know he's with you and he's with me for I find in my Bible where it says over there in Matthew 28 20 lo I with you always. That even means right now through hard times. Lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the world. My Bible tells me in Hebrews 13, 5, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. My Bible tells me in Proverbs 18, 24, a man that hath friends must show himself friendly. And there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. And his name is Jesus. He's with us. And boy, I feel the helper. I'm glad that even looking at empty pews, I almost feel like I'm looking at the church right now. As you're gathered in your homes, I'm glad the Holy Spirit can speak to our hearts through the Word of God this morning. And oh, how I know that we're in times right now where we need some encouragement. And we need to be lifted up. But I want you to know I can't lift you up. And nobody can lift you up but the Lord. As he speaks to our hearts through the word of God. You see the conflict can come at any given moment. The Israelites couldn't go back to Egypt because the door was closed. And they hadn't made it yet to the promised land. Land, But in the middle of the wilderness, as they were journeying, the Canaanites attacked them right in the middle of their transition. Did you know that the enemy's going to attack you and me every chance he gets? Right in the middle of our transition as we're making our way through this old world. Can I just say right here, I'm glad that this old world's not my home. But I'm just a passing through. It's only a temporary stay. But my home is in heaven. And I'm glad that the Lord said over in John 14, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Can I say right here that through these scary times of what's going on right now, the Lord saying to you and me let not your heart be troubled ye believe in God believe also in me for in my house oh aren't you glad that in his house he's preparing mansions he says let not your heart be troubled ye believe in God believe also in me for in my father's house are many mansions if it were not so I would have told you I go to prepare a place 
place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, that's personal. He said, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. Oh, that just excites me this morning to know I'm, get, I'm going to be going to be with the I am. And his name is Jesus. And you know, we find right here, in fact, I've <coughs> preached on this. Aren't you glad that in the midst of the battle, God will fight for you and me and win the victory? He will fight for you and me. And can I just say right here that victory comes with the presence of the Lord. And it's because of what Jesus did on that cross. When he shed his blood and he paid our sin debt in full. That he won the victory for you and me. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. And man, if we have Jesus living in our hearts, we are victorious this morning. I don't care how dark it may look in this old world. We are overcomers this morning if we've been saved by God's marvelous grace. You see, it's in the conflict that we must have faith. It is so important that in the conflict right now, in the wilderness right now that we're in, we must have faith. We need faith not just on Sunday morning. Anybody can have faith on Sunday. But we need faith when we're in the middle of the storm. We need faith when we're in the middle of uncertainty. We need faith when we're in the middle of the conflict. We need faith when the doctor gives us bad news. We need faith when the walls are crumbling down all around us it seems. We need faith when tears are rolling down our cheeks. We need faith in God. Through the valley and not just on the mountaintop. We need faith in the midst of this coronavirus. Faith in God. Here when I get to looking at this. I find that you would think. If you'll look at the text that I read this morning. You would think that if God won the victory for you. If God defeated your enemy, if God delivered you, that you would be happy, you would be rejoicing, you would be thanking and praising God. But here in my text, after God had delivered the Israelites from the Canaanites, I don't find one praise. There's not one thank you, Lord. There's not one hallelujah. There's not one saying, had God, had the Lord not helped us, we would have lost this battle. There's not one clapping their hands. There's not one lifting up their hands in praise to Him. There's not one who even acknowledged that God had helped them. But instead, notice what they did. They murmured and complained against God and Moses. Isn't it funny how they complained against the same God 
that they ask to help them. Have you ever helped somebody and, and the same person that you did the most for didn't even recognize what you did for them? Oh, here the Israelites didn't even recognize. And you know what happened? Had it not been for God's help, they would have been defeated. They had forgotten what God had done for them. Boy, that phrase right there hit me this week. When I got to looking at this text, they had forgotten what God had done for them. Did you know that we're living in a day right now where we've forgotten who God is? We have forgotten how much God loves us. We have forgotten how to be happy. We have forgotten how to be kind to each other. We have forgotten how to be polite. We have forgotten how to respect one another. We have forgotten how to to be there for each other and to encourage each other and to pray for each other other I'm telling you we're living in a day where we've forgotten what God's done for us we've forgotten who he is and boy isn't it interesting here that when we get in the midst here of forgetting sometimes God has a way to shake us up He has a way of shaking us up to get us to remember who he is and what he's done for us and where we are. Could it be that right now God is shaking us up a little because we've forgotten who he is. We've forgotten what he's done for us. And man, when I get to looking at this The people of Israel, notice, not only murmured against Moses, but they murmured against God. Now, that is a dangerous thing to do. They murmured against heaven and they murmured on earth. Oh, but when God gets tired of it, when God gets tired of all the rebellion. When God gets tired of all the disobedience, when God gets tired of all the sin, when God gets tired of you playing church, when God gets tired of you listening, God has a way of getting our attention and bringing us down. Oh, while the Israelites were bragging, about defeating the Canaanites, God sent the snakes a-crawling. I mean, these fiery serpents in verse 6 came out of nowhere. Now, does that remind you of anything? This coronavirus has come out of nowhere. And if you'll notice in verse number 6, and the Lord sent, fiery serpents among the people and they bit the people and much people of Israel died you see God has a way of getting our attention in ways we didn't expect and in ways we didn't predict oh 
I want you to know that God has a way of getting our attention and bringing us to our knees. And if there's ever been a time where God's people need to be on their knees praying, it's right now in this day and time in which we live. I mean praying for one another, praying for families, praying for those who have lost their job, praying for those who may have gotten the virus, praying for families all around that God would strengthen us and God would help us. Oh, that he would, that he would give us the faith that we need. I want you to know more than anything right now, we need to be praying for the lost. Right now in the midst of all that's going on, we need to be praying that those that have never received Jesus in their heart would get saved by God's grace. Because I believe it won't be long Jesus will be coming back to get his church. And the question before us right now is, are you ready? We're living in days of uncertainty. And did you know that's not just about what's going on right now in this world. But it's about days of uncertainty on when you and I are going to die. I mean you and I don't know when we're going to take that last breath or that last heartbeat. And we need to be ready when we die. Where we're going to spend eternity And if you know the Lord Jesus as your personal Savior and you believe that He died on the cross for you and paid your sin debt in full and that He arose again from the tomb and He's alive and you've asked Jesus to forgive you of your sins and you've received Him into your heart, then you belong to Him. And boy, you are ready. You are ready no matter what happens. But oh, to think about that person that may be lost, that's not ready. Oh, how we need to be praying. Notice here in verse 6 that I just read, Why would it be here that only weeks away from entering into the promised land, God would send fiery serpents, poisonous snakes to bite the people? And I got to thinking about this. Because they needed to be taught in the wilderness. Because if they weren't taught in the wilderness, they would be distraught in the promised land. You know, God, was, God will go to great extremes to, in order to get you and me to see and to understand. If you don't get anything else, get this. To get you and me to see and to understand that if we're not happy today, we'll not be happy tomorrow. Think about that. If we're not happy today, we'll not be happy tomorrow. Oh, but preacher, just as soon as I get a job, or just as soon as I get married... And I marry him or her. Or just as soon as I get out of this marriage. Or just as soon as we have kids. Or just as soon as our kids move out. Or just as soon as I retire, I'll be happy. No, you won't. 
If you're not happy today, you'll not be happy tomorrow. Why? We've got to get, because we've got to get to the root issue. And oh, how this has, we've been deceived about this. Because just, I can't be, if I'm based on the phrase, if we, if, We've been deceived about if we think we'll be happy just as soon as we're deceiving ourselves because just as soon as never comes. You see, happiness is an inside job. Paul said in Philippians 4, 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. You see, we've got The only way we can rejoice and be happy is in Christ. And what Jesus has did for us on the cross. And in the fact that he saved you and me. You see saints, church, as you're listening to me in your homes. As your pastor. And those that others who have also joined us by way of internet. I want you to know we must remember that in our walk with God. Our Heavenly Father arranges the experiences of life for our good and for His glory. Let me say that again. We must remember, church, that as we are walking with God in this wilderness, our Heavenly Father arranges the experiences of life For our good and for his glory. You see life becomes like a school for the believer. In other words we in life that school we we learn more about God. And we learn more about his word. As well as we learn more about ourselves. And how much we need to grow spiritually. Life also becomes a gymnasium. And a, and a battlefield. That as we're going through this life. We are to exercise faith. Isn't it interesting that through times like this it gets scary when you don't have income coming in like you once did. That's a scary thing. Things change quickly from one day to the next. But I want you to get a hold of this promise, saints of God. Over in Matthew chapter 6. The Bible says, therefore I say unto you. In Matthew 6 verse 25. Take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body, what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap nor gather into barns. Yet, watch this, your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? 
That right there tells us that no matter what happens, the Lord is going to feed you and me. He's going to not only be there with you and me, He's not only going to let us know that He's enough for you and me, but He's going to take care of you and me. Boy, I like that. What a promise we can hold on to. Notice what he says, which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto his stature. You and I can't change a thing of what's going on. And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, <laughs> which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? And the Bible goes on to say, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. What a promise you and I have right here. It's called, you say, how can I feel that promise and cling to that promise? It's called faith. We need faith in the midst of the conflict. We need faith in the midst of this uncertainty. We need faith in the midst of the battle. We need faith in God no matter what comes our way because the Bible tells us we're to walk by faith and not by sight in what we see. In fact, I like it over in 2 Corinthians 4 verse number 16, watch what it says. For which cause we faint not. For which cause, no matter what we're going through, we faint not. But though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. We've got to have faith. We've got to have faith like that centurion over in Luke 7 when his servant was sick and near death and he sent the elders of the Jews to go. He had heard that Jesus was near and he sent them to go get Jesus and bring him so he could heal his servant. And the elders of the Jews said, Jesus, he's worthy because he loveth our nation and he, and he buildeth us a synagogue. And the Bible said as Jesus was coming. Boy, I tell you, this gets me every time. As Jesus was coming, that centurion sent his friends to go tell Jesus, Trouble not thyself. Trouble not thyself to come under my roof. Trouble not thyself, for I'm not worthy thou, that thou shouldest enter in under my roof. Neither count I myself worthy for you to come to. But Lord, 
Here it is, church. If you'll just say a word, I know he'll be healed. Did you know that all God has to do right now, say a word and this would be over? Did you know right now all God has to do, say a word and sound the trumpet and the church is going home? Oh, I'm glad I can wake up rejoicing no matter. I can't rejoice in what's going on, no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not rejoicing in the circumstance and situation. But I am rejoicing in the Lord who is in control of the circumstance and situation. I'm rejoicing in the fact that I know him. I'm rejoicing in the fact that I'm his and he's mine. I'm rejoicing in the fact that I'm going to heaven. I'm rejoicing in the fact that he lives within me. I'm rejoicing in the fact that he saved me by God's marvelous grace. I'm rejoicing in the fact that I'm not going to hell. I'm rejoicing in the fact that he has put me in his family. I tell you those things we can rejoice in. In the midst of the dark times. It's going to help us. To keep our eyes on Jesus. In church we must remember that in our walk. Right now with the Lord. In our walk right now with the Lord. We must remember that our heavenly father. Arranges the experiences of life. For our good. Now I don't know. What good I can find out of what's going on. But I can promise you there's good in it for you and me. And we'll see it if we hadn't seen it already. Because God has a way to get us to remember who he is. And God got tired of it with these Israelites. He got tired of it. And when they asked Moses to pray for them. I guarantee you, Moses, nor did the people expect how God would answer by sending the fiery serpents from out of nowhere to bite the people. But you know what? He told Moses to to put up a serpent, a brass of serpent. And he said, all those who look to that will live. As he put it on the pole and he put it in the center for all to see. You know what the best thing you and I can do right now in these difficult days is we need to look up and keep our eyes on Jesus because when the signs start happening and things start coming to pass, saints, we need to lift up our heads. We need to lift up our eyes to Jesus because our redemption draweth nigh. Over in Luke chapters 21. Oh, it just lets me know he's a-coming. When I was getting out of the car, getting ready to come into the sanctuary, and I thought, man, this is going to be different for me this time. I'm not used to preaching to, to I've never done it to uh, just an empty place, but just me. And I thought, man, this is going to be hard. But did you know that when I got up, God moved just like he always has? 
God moved in my heart because it's him that gives us what we need. It's him that preaches the word. It's his power that moves like never before. And even though it's just me and the Lord and you in your homes, we are united right now together as a church. Even though we're all not here in this building, this building is not the church. You are the church and I'm the church. And we're gathered together in our homes online to gather around the Word of God and find encouragement and find strength and find comfort and find the faith that we need. And oh, He gives us what we stand in need of. Can I just say God doesn't wait for things to straighten out or settle down or work out. No, before He comes to you and me. Oh no, He's with us no matter what, the whole time, every step of the way. So I want you to be praying like you've never prayed before in these days. God has laid it on my heart this week. And I want everybody that can to meet me online Monday through Friday at 6 o'clock p.m. for a time of prayer. We need to get on our we need to get online together at six o'clock every evening, Monday through Friday, and I want us to have a time of prayer as we pray for our nation, we pray for the lost, we pray for each other, we pray for those we don't even know and what they're going through. And we're gonna call that the power of prayer hour. At six o'clock, the power of prayer hour. Where we come together and pray every evening, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. If you're here, wherever you may be in your homes and you don't know the Lord as your personal Savior. And if you died right now, you, would, you don't know where you would go. I want you to know right now, you can know 100% if you were to die where you'd go. You can know. All you've got to do is right where you're at, bow your head. Believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins. Believe that he arose again and repent of your sins. Ask the Lord to forgive you and invite him into your heart and he'll save you. Oh, saints, in these days to come, let's just keep moving forward with faith, keeping our eyes on Jesus. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for the opportunity, Lord, to come together with all the saints all around the states online as we gather around your word. And Lord, I thank you for all that you've done for me. Help us never, Lord, to get to the place where we forget who you are. Lord, I pray that through these difficult times, Lord, you would give us the strength that we stand in need of. Lord, that you'd give us, Lord, that faith. Lord, that we would work our faith out, that it would build stronger and enlarge. And Lord, I pray that you would be with that one right now, Lord, that needs a touch. 
God, I pray that right now the one that's feeling fear, God, that you'd reach down and touch them and remove that fear with faith. God, I pray for that one right now that may be sick. Lord, you are the great physician and we call on you, Lord, to touch that one and bring healing as only you can. Lord, I pray for the lost that they would be saved. I pray, Lord, for our churches across our land where pastors have had to go online. Lord, just like we are. God, that you would provide for that pastor and his wife. That you would provide for that church. And Lord, that you would give them, Lord, what they stand in need of. Lord, not only spiritually, but physically. Lord, we love you. And we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Before we close, I not only want to remind you to meet at 6 o'clock each evening for the hour of prayer, that power of prayer, but I also want to remind you that if you can, I want to encourage you to please send your tithes and offerings in. This is a most critical time for churches all across our land. And you know the bills are not going to stop and uh, you can mail those in to our church at 1045 North Highway, 1223 Corbin, Kentucky, 40701. And, uh, and I know God's going to take care of the church, no doubt about it. But he does it through the faithfulness of God's people. And, uh, and I hope everybody has a good rest of the day. And we'll meet again at 6 o'clock this evening as Pastor Shane Martin brings a message to us from God's Word. God bless you folks. I'm praying for you.